Yeah. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the show. It is a Thursday morning, and uh, what's good about Thursdays? It's our last day of the week. What's good about this Thursday is we have a guest here today, so you know we're going all the way. Yeah. True. <laughs> Not like last week. Right. We did ten no, minutes. Take, taking it to the brink of the end. You know what I'm saying? Uh, welcome to the show. My name is Well. That is uh, Susie. That is Dora, and that is Bea, who is here early. Bea, you, you're not hanging out the entire time, right? Um, I can't. Nico needs his room. Being <laughs> <laughs> shooed will, away. I'll, I'll hang out up until I, like I need to get get out. Ah, uh, okay. okay. No, yes, hosting. radio show here for eight years in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, to set it up somewhere else. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. Uh, uh, have all slept well and had a good breakfast. As Dora is about to finish, what? Yeah, no, it's okay. I was just I have to just go to IG live because if you see going to IG live, I'm gonna exit Zoom also <laughs> and watch us. No, no, no. And watch us IG live. Yes, hosting. Yes, hosting. <laughs> you you have a crush on Nico, right? Yeah, <laughs> and this year, and to what if? Just say what if? What if there was a drunken night and a chance? And now, that, <laughs> now that you know Bea almost every day here this past month, would you jump in on it and then just not tell her? No, I would never. Oh, so you get cut off right when <laughs> so conveniently, right? Um, you want to do that? He's frozen. He's frozen. Uh, yeah, and look at that devious smile. I know. I know. What a face to be frozen. But Dara's always been so <laughs> honest with me. Well, I don't know. I mean, with the thoughts. Like, oh my gosh, your boyfriend's here. Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember them anymore. So I'm just like. There were there there too many hi. times. Too many yeah. times. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I don't believe you when you say you won't do anything if the opportunity arose. No, I, I really won't. Also, uh, I would never I would never be caught drunk and dead around the girl. <laughs> <laughs> Does Dora know the theory, Mo? The exact words? Yeah, um, uh, we've discussed it here. The Which exact one? words? Yeah. You may bet that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will die. Die with with a put the in his mouth. Yeah, I was here. I was here. Yeah, I was here. I was here. I was here. I was here. I uh, and all of that. But anyway, who's we have a guest today? Who's the guest? Oh, oh, we're gonna have um Dr. Sharmila Parmanan. She's an expert on gender studies. And uh, she, wokeness. Can't wait. Yes, we are go- going ultra woke today. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like that. We're excited well, no, to have uh, someone extremely intelligent well, on no, to educate right. us as well. When, when I hear gender studies, I the first thing I think is like, yay, more woke stuff. But then no, I mean there's there's a more interesting uh, angle to our uh, doctor Parmanand. She is uh has a PhD was it she has a PhD right yes. research on anti trafficking sex work in the Philippines. So that's a that's a huge part of so many people's lives, I think, uh, when it comes to you guys. <laughs> 
Tourism, hello. Like her big, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that would be interesting. We'll have her on. Uh, did you guys see this uh, viral video that uh, came out? I think maybe last week or maybe I don't know four or five days ago. The the priest who was uh, sleeping with that, like, I guess one of the parishioners' wives. And, <gasps> yeah, oh my you know, it, gosh. Yeah, it was it was intense, man. My my, it was it was awesome. Wait, wait, wait. what? Okay, and you, your video was in in the app, Ganon? No, no. Well, I'm excited to see you. No, what terrible word to use. It was the confrontation between oh husband and priest. And then who was ano? Uh, who was filming it? The husband mismo. Uh, I think maybe like the son, because they had like kids there, and the kids are grown, so they were Dang. all. Dang! Wow. Oh, good. We're upset. And, you know, a lot of people cheat, a lot of extramarital affairs out there. And a lot of them have to do with people who promised that they would never do it. Um, but, yeah, it was, it's always kind of interesting to see the conflict wow. moment, you know, and actually people find out. Uh, I, I did a podcast episode with Guji yesterday, and a lot of the calls had to do with just cheating. And it's, it's kind of weird. Sometimes you talk about it. And then when you actually see the pain and the hurt it causes right then and there, right? Whether you be in standing in front of it or see a video like this, you go, man, cheating hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, that's really just, that's one layer of it. The fact that yeah. you're cheating with a priest. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's not, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not surprised when it comes to people um, like priests doing kind of bad things. I remember growing up, the priest in my uh church i guess that i went to every single week i mean he was a just a crazy gambler like man wow. oh every week just gambles 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 i mean like wow lived at the casino. and of course he didn't wear his priest outfit when he was there but it was a big part of his life and you know i just thought oh okay that's okay it's normal and i don't know have you guys had any kind of crazy ass priest stories like they were I, I, we, would, we we considered it cool at the time. Smoked and gambled just their casinos. Just betting constantly. Oh, wow. So we, we thought, oh, man, we got a cool guy priest. Awesome. He's a cool guy. Um, but when you come to think of it, it's really wild. Do you guys, have you guys had any of those? No. Uh, not any personal um, oh, priest. Yeah. Like in, yeah. in Zubo, also, we had priests. We had brothers. But none of them were the cool brothers that you speak of. They were regular and even pastors and stuff like that. I mean, because obviously, Bea, you come from a uh, family of uh, very religious people. I mean, your dad's a pastor. Has there any, and, and I, know, I know your dad, he's a cool guy. Um, was there any other kind of pastors that did cool guy things at the time? Pastor Scandal, Bea. Yeah. Bea. <laughs> uh, scandal. Would, would gambling be a scandal? It's just more, oh, okay. You thought it was a cool guy thing. Be sure. Um, I mean, I obviously I didn't grow up around priests. It's more, yeah, more more pastors. Um, I would say no. Um, I I do know pastors that drink, and there are really there's some pastors that are really like no no to alcohol, but yeah. like that's it. Um, Did I they get hammered. What you ever seen them get hammered? Just like hammered, shit faced, hammered. No, no man. Yeah, but there, I mean, I do, I have heard stories of, like, families that I don't know. I, I mean, I do know that there have been pastors that have cheated also. Yeah. Like that, and, you know, I've heard of, I've heard of stories like that. I mean, I don't really know the families, but obviously, you know, you know, my parents get in a room, there's counseling, stuff like that. They don't really tell all, all of us, right, tell us the details, but yeah, I'm not shocked. Yeah. So, 
Not I gotta send, I gotta send you guys this video. It's kind of okay, oh, sige, sige. Can we? Can you play it? No. Um, ba sila? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. they're sila in in uh, in a different uh, language. So I I don't I think it's kapapangan, but I'm not 100 sure. Right? Oh, it is because my wife saw it and she could understand a lot of it. She's fluent. Mm-hmm. So it's just again you don't even have to understand it. Just this, just the seed. It's kind of it's, it's crazy. But I'll send it to you in a little bit. In the meantime, let's take a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we will talk a little bit more, and then we have our guests coming up at eight o'clock, I believe. So we're about fourteen minutes away before we sit down and have a very interesting conversation with uh, her today. So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll have more of the show. Don't go away. Back after this. Yeah, sorry, we're watching the priest scandal off here. <laughs> Crazy, right? I mean, again, wow. you really need a video like that. If you're, you know, the type to cheat on somebody, cheat on a spouse, especially, you think you'd, you'd probably need a video like this, right? To kind of just go, okay, that's right. Man, this is, look at the pain it does. It's so easy to think about yourself and what you're involved in and all that. And then when you see like the damage it does, it's kind of actually, again, really, really humbling to a certain extent. So anyway. <sighs> Very sad. <laughs> Super sad. Mm. And uh, so, this week also, the yung sister ni Bretman Rock, si Princess Yes. Minnie. Yeah, there was oh, also what a video. Happened? Um, so she was with a friend and she walked into like, I think it was her home because yeah. her boyfriend, when she was pregnant, her boyfriend was living with her. So parang she was calling her friend, yung friend niya my phone. They opened the door and she was pregnant, ha? like fully pregnant. Her yeah. friend was there with the girl. So, I mean, it's really a thing. No? So, this is an old old video because she gave birth now. Yeah. Yeah. And a year like, old. Yeah. But there was also a video of um the boy, the boyfriend of Princess putting her hands on her, diba? Yeah. Please tell this me. This is the age of her seat. Beat him up though, right? I mean, again, I always, I always feel bad sometimes when, it, unless the mistress is completely in on it too. I always feel bad when the wives go after the the mistress if they yeah. were under, like they didn't know but oh no, but if they knew like if they knew you were married but by all means yeah oh yeah you, yeah by all means get get crazy get wild get violent whatever but if they didn't know it really just you direct all of it towards yes. uh boy the man. man true yeah which is which is kind but of if they want. both knew okay. oh man i can't this video i can't <laughs> i feel so bad I need it's a family. <laughs> and it's like this full family. Yeah, I need updates if the if the husband forgive the wife. You know, if, you know what's wild is that it's not, it looks like it. It looks like he it is he doesn't seems like he's not they're not screaming at the wife. It looks yeah. like they're they're mad at the priest. Even the kids are like, What did you do to our mom? Yeah. You know, like mom yeah. actually being a part of it. But um gosh, what's what's his name? Uh let's see, what's this priest? This priest is Homer Polycarpo. Oh, wow, we have names. Homer. I love it. Homer. <laughs> they call him of um, San Agustin Parish. No, but um, I mean, them getting mad at the priest um, and not saying anything towards their mom. It, I think it's, it could also be shock. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they don't, they haven't fully processed how they feel towards their mom yet. So they just people deal with you later type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around, right? This yeah, is yeah. right now to 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 take it so out it's, on. It's all the priests. Is there a power thing there? Na siguro parang they're thinking na pari guy should have known better. And din nga parang may may power thing ba doon? Uh, right, this you mean you mean professor dates yeah. uh, students. 
Um, yeah, I guess, sure, fine. But you know what's above that? Usually when, you, when, when a professor dates a student, and I say professor because, say, college age, yeah. if the student is 20, 19, you know, an adult, and is well within, I guess, her adult decision-making capability to date somebody, and it so happens to be the teacher, you still get mad at the teacher because of the power dynamic, right? It's okay, mm-hmm. I've got control, it's a subordinate or blah, 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 in the office type of thing. Um, that's real, right? That, that's important. Yes. And you, yeah. should, you should have a moral code of not doing something like that. But there's a higher one when it comes to, say, priest or pastor or something like that, where it's not a man of God. You, yeah, not that only you have power, but you have a higher standard that yeah. you live by. And yeah. no, you're not just human. You know, you're not because we entrust you in that stuff. It's kind of like a doctor. You entrust your health to a doctor. And if they prescribe you the wrong medication and you get sick, they had your life in their hands. This is kind of like that. It's, it's, you have my life in your hands in terms of, you know, kind of spirit and, and just trust and decision making and all of that stuff. They have it. So to do it is just really kind of even worse than the whole power angle to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun, fun, fun. It's fun. Yeah. So have, heavy. Have you ever, you know, have you ever like in a bathroom showering and then you're already imagining if your partner cheats on you, how you're going to act, how you're going to, your lines. No? <laughs> uh, imagining I'll, 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 I'll do my question again to uh, Dora here. Dora, if there was ever a chance. <laughs> <laughs> You and Nico, right? And uh, uh, no, no. Right? Uh, oh, wait, there's our... There's, oh, uh, there's hi. Hi. Oh, she's muted. Oh, she's uh, she's on mute. Oh, 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 hi. Okay. Hey, Charmel, how are you? Good morning. Good, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you how for making you? time. It's I think it's 1 a.m., 2 a.m. there in... Oh, oh where, where are you? I'm in the UK at the moment. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's not so bad. Naman. Okay. Lang. Okay, oh. all right. Well, what time is it? I thought I have it at uh, eleven fifty-nine. No, yeah. is my clock off? Okay, so it's right. just about midnight, right? We, you know, when I would uh, travel to say London and do the radio show, I would have to actually go to listeners' houses and borrow their internet, and I would sit there and do this radio show. Oh my gosh! Really? Wow! I remember that? Yeah, I would do that. So Aww. I'm sitting because I would I would go on Instagram and I'd say, "Hey, is there any listeners of the radio show here?" And they go, "Can I go to your house?" And <laughs> My I wife love and that. I, and we would sit there and, you know, sometimes they've got kids to have school the next day because it's a weekday. And I'm sitting there doing this freaking radio show in some, I want to call it a stranger because they're not, well, yeah, they're strangers. I mean, they, they know me, <laughs> I don't know them. And I'm just sitting there doing the, doing the wow. radio. Wow. Wow. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I did that two years ago, just re- as recently as two years ago. I Obviously, last year, there's no traveling because of COVID, but the year before, Man, I, I took a you know I took a taxi. I was in Dublin, Ireland. I, I, were you on the show, Susie? You weren't on yet. Not no? yet, I'm, not yet, yeah, not yet. Was on the show. Time. I'm sitting there and I'm doing the radio show and just It's midnight. You can see that they're not, you know, they're not usually staying that late and they're like just just watching. <laughs> but I'm sure they were so thrilled to have you there. Yeah, yeah, is, thrilled. The first time it's great until you leave their house at 3 a.m. because it's like midnight to 3 or whatever. Yeah. It's more like 11 p.m. to like 2 or whatever it may be. Um, sure, the first night, 
But remember, the show's every day. So I'm going to the house every day. <gasps> so same same person's house the yeah, entire time you were in the UK. Yeah, well, night number three, they're like, yeah, no, you know what? The uh, the excitement has worn off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe find another listener. <laughs> I would like to rest. <laughs> now at this point, thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, but no, hey, th- thanks, uh, Sharman, for staying up uh, late to no hang worries. out with us. It is 8.01. Should we take a break and then go the whole way? Or should we just kind of, let's talk a little bit now. And then maybe in the middle of the thing, we'll take a break. Yeah. We'll do yeah. that. Okay. Just so we have a yeah. Break. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, let's introduce our guests here for today. We have been plugging this uh, since yesterday. When it comes to education, boy, you don't get better than this, right? PhD in gender studies from the University of Cambridge. PhD research in uh, on anti-trafficking and sex work in the Philippines. Please welcome. Please, do you go by doctor? No, can you just say Sharmila? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you gotta be like, no, please don't. But anyway, <laughs> Sharmila Harmanan uh, on the show. Hey, Sharmila. Do you have a nickname or you go by Sharmila? Charms. Or? Charms is good. Yeah. Charms. Can we call you Charms? Yeah. Charms. Charms. <laughs> Charms. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, who reached, I know, uh, Dora, you reached out to Sharmila, yes. right? Where did you, or Sharms, where'd you, where'd you come across her and, and so, what your interest to have her here on the show? No, I was um, guesting on this podcast called Now Open, and they had her as a guest. So I was listening to their podcast, and because last week, malaking talks, uh, well, in my bubble, so Twitter, <laughs> yung, like, sex work and what's not sex work, I've been reading a lot of, like, um, lalo na feminist posts on it na it's not work and that in terms like serfs and turfs and um, exploitation comes in capitalism daming daming words na you know it can be misconstrued if you're not gonna discuss it with people so I talked to the host of the podcast you're in Citrisha and I was like oh what is this? What's happening? And then she said, "Now, oh, I know an authority on it." And then she pointed me to you, Sharms. Char- Char- <laughs> okay. so, and now you're here today on <laughs> on the show to you know talk about okay, it. So why don't we get the ball rolling, Sharmila uh, here? And let's just let's define first what sex work is, because it seems to be a word that I hear more often now. And I don't know if that just means prostitution or does that mean more than that? Is it? prostitution, pornography, like you know, if you're a porn star or, sorry, adult uh, yeah. entertainment. Like, I don't even know what the terminology is anymore, right? But what is sex work? How, what's the, what's the scope of it? Okay. So you're on track, actually. Our most common understanding of it is prostitution, where there's like a direct sale of, of sexual services. But, no. you know, it can also apply to instances where there is an explicit sale of sexuality right so uh, pornography yes uh erotic um dancing for example um phone sex cam modeling um obviously a good rule of thumb is ask a person but in general these things would be classified as part of the sex work umbrella yeah is what's the What's the lightest of the, the jobs, right? I mean, it seems like the, the I wouldn't even call it extreme because it's yeah, not extreme. Yeah. It's within like the heart of it would be prostitution. But what would be the lightest? And I, I hope you get the context because I don't yeah, know enough word to describe it, but minor leads. Yeah. Oh, you're asking all the difficult questions right away. <laughs> where, where to start? Oh, no, I can start. <laughs> so fair enough, fair enough. To be fair, the boundaries are conceptually hazy. Because yeah? if you ask me, I don't actually think there's a clear boundary between sex work and marriage. So, I mean, that's still transactional, right? But, mm. I, I mean, some people would argue 
that things like escorting, for example, where the sale of sex is not explicit and direct, but it happens, it's implied, or some measure of sexualized services are offered, that would still fall under sex work. Now, some escorts might not be happy with that label. So when you get to the edges of the, you know, of the practice and it becomes a bit more fuzzy. <laughs> you kind of wowed me a bit. I, I almost, um, sorry, I'll be honest. I almost zoned out with after everything you said after marriage. About marriage. Yeah. Same, 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 same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if, if I understand that correctly, if, if you are someone who, uh, value, who d- does the whole um, no premarital sex and uh-huh. then you use... Uh, so what you mean is when you use marriage as a transactional tool yeah. because after marriage, there is sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, ah. yeah. What does that If I married for a person's... because of a person's uh, economic status... And I lure them in because using sex. You're saying that sex work. Not every marriage has sex work. Yeah, yeah. So we don't. We don't. We wouldn't necessarily think of that as sex work. I think the provocation I'm trying to make here is. I think I'm just trying to get us to think about these boundaries we have in our head between sex work and all other forms of intimate labor or all other forms of relationships. You know this. Sometimes it's semi-lies and fictions that we tell ourselves that, oh, there's a distinction between sex work and love, and sex work corrupts love. And I'm like, really? Why don't you think about some relationships you know? Aren't they also, to some extent, transactional? Now, I'm not saying they're sex work, but what I'm trying to do is show that sex work is not especially unique in this regard. Mm. I'm with you. Okay, listen, I'm with you in a sense. I could, I could, I could label a bunch of celebrities, yeah, friends, exactly. people who have married in my opinion, for wealth. Now, I can't prove it because mm-hmm. we can't see whether they're in love or not in love, but come sure. on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we see this usually with the older man and then the young starlet actress. You know, we, we see that and we're like, do they really get along? Come on now. Um, <laughs> but, but, but so we can never really prove that, right? Because it's there, it's there. Yeah. Again, well, as we were talking yesterday, with, was it yesterday, the day prior with... Um, with the whole Lady Gaga thing you were saying, it's like, what's it's not, it's not of our business, right? It's not of our business to even be involved on why they decided to do something. It's their life, right? Yeah. But no, I love that you said that, Charms, in a sense, because, yeah, I mean, sometimes not a lot of people want to say that, right? Your marriage is somewhat transactional. Mm. Uh, it's not It's not a moral judgment. Huh? It's not. It, it's just me saying maybe we should, you know, not be too hard on sex workers, <laughs> um, yeah. No one is sure because it happens. Like, yeah, be- yeah. I mean, you can look around and it's there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, what is what is let's not be hard on sex workers means? Though? What, what does that mean? Though, like, how, how often or how are we hard on them? Oh. Without the great question again. Yeah, I mean, there is a brand. <laughs> there is a brand of feminism that's very whorephobic that makes me really uncomfortable. I'm sure we encounter it even casually, right? You. Hindi ako ganyang klaseng babae. Yes. Palagay mo sa akin, ho. Yeah. Not ho. Mm-hmm. Even our feminist icons actually fall into this trap sometimes. So I created a playlist of like Smash the Patriarchy songs. And nalungkot ako when I listen to the Missy Elliott song. And there's a line there that says, I'm not a prostitute, but da-da-da. Why, why do we feel the need to always draw a distinction between good women and bad women, right? We're not going to win that game. But that's what I mean. It's all this pop right? That's the gold. That's yes. The gold. Yes. And all these derogatory terms, right? And I'm like, really? You think we're going to win in the purity game, women? Yeah. <laughs> that's not yeah. a game we're going to win. 
So do you label yourself as a feminist? Do you, do you jump in on, on, on the movement? Do you take it a la carte in terms of the, uh, the issues and then you just kind of decide for yourself? Or are you really part of an organized, um, yeah, like an organized feminist movement? So I, I would call myself a feminist, but yeah. I also am not blind to the flaws of feminism. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a movement, as a, as a group of people, organization, there's a power structure within feminism, right? like just any other ideology or any other belief system, right? Mm-hmm. I work for um, the Global Alliance Against Trafficking Women Now, which is an organization that talks about workers' rights, migrants' rights with a focus on women. So if you would count that as organizing... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, that, that that's totally fine. Uh, so, where are you in legalization of, say, prostitution in the Philippines? Uh, the Philippines, obviously, a destination for many foreigners for sex tourism, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that are sometimes very sad. Uh, underage uh, boys, underage girls, yeah. are very old men coming from these countries <laughs> to come to ours. And, you know, we, we hear stories about it. I don't have stats. I don't know if you're more uh, knowledgeable in that in terms of the numbers and how much is actually, how many people are actually coming in for this. But we hear stories and we know enough, right? Uh, where are you in legalization of prostitution considering we're a destination of some kind for this? I mean, well, obviously when I'm speaking of it, I'm referring to adult. Um, yeah, 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 of course. I, yeah, I do think there's a distinction. Um, you know, our current laws are a basket of confusion. <laughs> like, under our penal code, it's criminal to sell sex. Under the Magna Carta of Women, which is a more recent law, uh, sex work is, prostitution is seen as violence against women. So it means the woman is a victim. Obviously, it just talks about women, right? Um, so you have these conflicting laws operating. Tapos, if you look at our labor code, and our sanitation code, the assumption is sex work is happening. Kasi pinapa-STD test yung mga massage parlor workers. Bakit mo naman gagawin yan if you don't assume na may sex work? Oh. So, mm. confusing. Ang confusing ng laws natin, di ba? And that confusion trickles down rin locally. You never know what the vibe of the local government is. Um, and sino kawawa in that confusion? Si sex worker. Kasi ang laki ng latitude for discretion ng police. So, you kind of have things like, they pretend that it's a rescue operation or anti-trafficking raid. Yun pala, you know, they just want to extort money from sure. the sex workers, right? So this current legal regime is a mess. I think, so I don't, there's a slight difference between legalization and decriminalization. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love that line because, yeah. sorry, I hate to cut you off, but, it, you know, it's so easy. And it's it's probably more a... Uh, common person thing to say, oh, you know, prostitution should be legalized. Well, yeah. I think when the line should be prostitution should be decriminalized, I think is, is the probably yes. a better yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think you're going there, but I, I think it's really important to to make this distinction right before you yeah. continue to explain it for everybody else who may not yeah. kind of be, you know, hip to the different terms yeah. uh, when it comes to this stuff. So continue, please. Sorry. No, no, no. That's actually really important to highlight, right? Um, so yeah, decriminalization I- would mean you just treat it the way you would other work. Because the danger with legalization is my risk na ma-over-regulate naman siya. So you demand a legal register of their names. <laughs> They're not going to do that. So you still keep it underground. All the problems remain, right? Um, so when I say decriminalization, here are some of the things I'm thinking of, right? Which a global sex worker rights movement is espousing. Hindi lang sila pinapakinggan. Which would be, you know, they can transact freely with clients 
Um, and, see, and yung clients hindi rin hinuhuli unless it's abusive, the way you would in other occupations, right? Like domestic work or factory work. Um, they can base themselves in bars and brothels if they want. They can also work as freelancers if they want dapat, right? Uh, and they should be able to work as a group or as a cooperative if they want, or a bunch of friends living in a house and engaging in sex work. Like all of these things should be possible. And obviously healthcare should be available, but I am against mandatory uh, testing or anything like that because the moment you introduce things like that you drive it underground again because of the stigma so the priority should be destigmatizing and then also not like driving them away from support services so why will they access support services for because under the current law it's also illegal to still sell sex so so i'm not a lawyer so yeah. i mean this might not make sense coming out of my mouth so it's just really truly a feeling based on not really understanding how the law works so forgive me but when i think of decriminalization of prostitution i'm talking about it's illegal remain illegal um but you don't put these girls in jail because some of some of them come from a uh you know an exploitation a trafficking a very dark place in my opinion no and you can correct me please i'm so open to this and absolutely throttle me if i'm wrong (laughs) um you're stupid no, 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 but I'm saying if, yeah. if, if I say something stupid, please call me out on it because you're the expert, right? But um, what I would like is, in my opinion, though, when I say decriminalization, is where the prostitute doesn't go, doesn't sure. get in trouble legally, and it's the client that does. So I think that's where you and I are have a difference. Different, in opinion. Yeah. I want the guy, most often, the guy to go to jail okay. and not the girl. Okay, so there are two conceptions of decriminalization floating around. Yours is not actually decriminalization necessarily. It's more like partial criminalization in a way because sure. you're decriminalizing the sale, but the the purchase and the facilitation of it to the bar owners, the bar the brother owners would still be criminal in your world, right? Yes. That is the dominant position of uh, the feminist establishment in the Philippines, which I, I disagree with and which sex workers disagree with very strongly. So I'll just draw a parallel for you. So I agree. I agree that there is exploitation in sex work. In the same way, I think we have exploitation in domestic work and factory work and agricultural work, right? The parallel for factory work and agricultural work would be to say, okay, we want to protect you. Therefore, we will end your industry. So we will ban people buying your products. We will ban people contracting your services. We will ban Mm. people working with you. That's not decriminalization in a meaningful sense of the word because the person's income is still lost assuming it works and you're managed you, you end up like you know driving the clients away because they're illegal income i'm not sure where they're going to go find we can have job. that chat yeah find but the here's job. the thing so yeah. with all my interviews with sex workers in the philippines and, and here we need to i guess be conscious of our own privilege right many of them have tried domestic work many of them have tried factory work have tried being sales sales clerks mm-hmm. for example in domestic work under minimum wage four thousand a month in in manila diba? a lot of them are single moms the flexible working hours and the higher hourly rates are just better for them in sex work it's not great it's comparatively better um in factories you have to come in early you have to clock out late counting late mo lang kaltas na diba? tapos arthritis na sila naka back pain na sila it's not safe you're not earning a lot so, you know, in, before telling people, get out of there and do something else, we kind of need to check ourselves too, because sex workers are not dumb. There's a reason they got into this. And our common conception is, oh, you've been abducted and forced. I mean, 
they obviously to the extent that we all have to work there's a mixture of coercion and co consent there uh if they had better options sure but if your comparative option is forcing them to be domestic workers factory workers handicrafts baking ano naman yung margin of income dyan, or hairdressing i'm not sure we're making life better for them uh okay fine but i'm not sure we're making society any better uh, uh the cult just people's how do i phrase this you're so smart terms i'm trying to think of so smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so here, here's where i'm at i'm not a religious man i uh, by far am not so i'm not going to sit here and go well it's not the catholic thing to do right because that's mm -hmm. shit right i what i'm saying is and this is my number one problem with prostitution yeah and then and then please tell me where i'm wrong when you give the power to a man, especially as a feminist, when you give the power to a man to say, I can have sex anytime I want because I can pay for it, I think it degrades the value of the female in our eyes. Okay. Um, I can't articulate how, I just know it. That we are trying to take toxic masculinity out of our freaking system mm -hmm. and to allow guys to go, well, you know what? I'm just horny and I'm going to pay for it. And the, it's predominantly men who are the customers here. I think it gives them this kind of, well, I'll, I'll work. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You're, just, you're lesser human because I can yeah. just, I can instill my will on you and you have to give yourself to me because I've got the money and you don't. And that industry helps that mentality. In my opinion, tell me I'm wrong, but show me why I'm wrong. So, yeah. it would be very difficult to convince me otherwise. So there are two levels on which that conversation is happening. The first level is, you know, on principle, do I agree or disagree? And the second level is, even if I have concerns about clients in practice, I, do, I don't think all men who see sex workers are lovely men. In fact, probably not, right? No, I, I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, don't, I don't think the kind of clients you have should be the basis for whether you should have labor rights or not. So I'm looking at this largely from a labor rights perspective rather than a moralistic perspective, right? The second part I think is more important here. Whether you and I like it or not, sex work happens. It yeah. hasn't been eradicated. And it will continue to happen in a way where it's happening in the shadows because we are policing it, right? Even if we're just catching the clients, the answer of the sex worker to this is, e kailangan ko ng pera. So I will be forced then to transact with this client in secret. Para hindi kami mahuli. So pati si sex worker, nasusurveil pa rin siya ng police kasi the police is trying to get to the client even if it's your model, right? So we're still driving everything underground. Now, in that world, if your concern is women don't have control over the transaction or over the situation, that's far worse. If they're not able to unionize, uh, if they're not able to advocate for themselves legally, if they're not able to disclose their identities publicly, because what, what they're doing is still ultimately not allowed, right? That's worse. And so I would rather treat them as workers. And instead of telling them what's good for them morally, to let them decide that. Because here's the other thing. Like, we all have different relationships to our bodies. Like, to me, I mean, some people make a distinction between what they do with their bodies and, you know, what happens to their sense of dignity and self. So I'm not uncomfortable telling a woman that just because you sold sexual services, there's a diminishing of your dignity there. I mean, that's up for her to decide, right? Right, but that's all romance, right? That's not... Mm. 
it, because in the end, it's oh, I'm not talking about the, the prostitute. I'm not talking about the female. I'm talking about the monster, the the monster that you're building in a male society, in a male population. Uh, yes, no, I'm not. I, 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 I do kind of agree with Mo. Is this um, if we f- do decriminalize and forward the movement? Is this kind of like giving more power to the toxic man? Because now he's. He knows he has the money and he knows he can buy this service and he knows there is exploitation in the service. Like there are people that were forced into the service. Instead of um, smashing the patriarchy, you're empowering the patriarchy even more. In the name of, in the name of, well, you know, this is their livelihood though. Yeah, and looking out for them. That that takes precedent over the the, the bigger war. You're trying to win smaller battles. But in the meantime, we're losing the biggest war, which is bad people, bad human beings. So I wouldn't, we're being a bit, like we're putting too much burden on sex workers, right? There are so many things in this world that entrench the patriarchy. So many, many things. Mm -hmm. Um, Sexy advertising, uh, the fact that we have pay gaps, the fact that care work is not paid, all of these things. Why are we suddenly looking to sex workers to rescue ah. us from the patriarchy? This is such a disproportionate burden that we are not putting on any other workers. Yeah, but charms because it's heinous. Like the the toxic masculine, especially if you take our incredible president. By the way, I'm a big fan of our president, so please don't say anything bad about him. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my thing, right? I don't want one more human being just like him born in this, into this world or made, okay? He is the top of the food chain of the most monstrous of men, okay? Truly, truly. And it's not even his political, it's not even his politics. It's the human core of who yeah. he is. And I think a lot of that is because it is... Oh, gosh, here we go again. Struggling to find the words because I want to make sure I'm understood correctly. Um... He is the worst of the worst when it comes to yeah. women. Okay. He is truly the worst. And I feel like power is the language that he understands. And when you, what you're selling to me just seems like I would, we would breed more of him. And, and yes, sex workers are not supposed to save the world. Right. Mm-hmm. But because it's heinous, because on the, is on the other side is rape and molestation and yeah. sexual assault and sexual harassment and all of those things well i'm sorry but they have a bigger burden uh, than okay. your factory worker who's trying to save the world actually I'm, i wouldn't accuse a factory worker of being complicit in propagating capitalism but we are accusing the sex worker of being responsible for patriarchy that's a problem one to, so remember the labor rights thing I'm talking about, right? It's not going to go away. So I would rather that they were in a better position to negotiate. I, I want to speak to Duterte, actually. I think Duterte's kind of sexism is very peculiar. Like, it's 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 not your common kind of agro-sexism. My problem with Duterte's sexism, actually, is that it's couched in benevolent terms. You know, it's like benevolent sexism. If, if you are not familiar... Interestingly, this decriminalization model that you want, the partial one, is precisely what Duterte wanted to do in Davao. And in Davao, they also ban 
uh, swimsuit portions in beauty pageants. Now, I have issues with pageants, right? But I also have issues with this kind of feminism because it is a kind of feminism that seeks to control women's sexuality and seeks to tell them, I know what's good for you. I will mm-hmm. protect you. That is also coming from a masculinist paternalist position. I'm not comfortable with that. At the end of the day, if I have a bunch of many, many sex workers around the world telling me, treat us as workers, I would rather listen to them rather than to the men who are trying to save them i'm not trying to save them i'm trying to lessen how bad we are innately as but that's men's responsibility not sex workers responsibility no what i'm sure but you're i think you're assuming that we're Ah, I have an example for you now. Yes, please, bring it. We have, and the sex worker has raised this actually, we have really high rates of domestic violence in marriage. The Philippines is among the highest in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think at least three out of 10 women, but that's underreported. Okay. We haven't banned marriage, right? If we've established that marriage is one way where women can be trapped in abusive relationships, we haven't banned it. We are trying to work to make it a more egalitarian relationship. And we are trying to work on improving the balance of power within the marriage context. In fact, I could argue for it to you that marriage is potentially more harmful. So a lot of sex workers I know were able to leave abusive relationships by engaging in sex work. And their argument is, in my abusive relationship, I was expected to provide sex for free and had no freedom. I would rather be providing it now and in a position where I have some control over it and making money over it. Basically, by telling me that women don't get paid for sex, you're simply saying it must be given for free. That's what's happening. I'm not sure I'm happy with that. Yeah, and but but that's not where I'm at though either. So I, I don't think we're disagreeing in, yeah. in, in that. Like I, I I totally get what you're saying, but that's not the issue that kind of is is in my mind. No. Um, one one kind of thing. One thing. Sorry, I'm stealing this conversation, guys. Just jump in. No, go, go, go. no I'm, I'm fascinated. Yeah, yeah, I'm just. Um, so you said a lot of them are like, say, single moms, right? Which and they're just trying to make ends meet, and they're trying to provide for their child. And in the process, um, and I don't know when the when the most of the sex work happens, right? If it happens in the evening, if it happens during the day, I'm sure you're armed with those stats, and not, uh, and I'm not, and I don't have that, but. Um, how is the how's the household influence for sex workers that you know? Is it uh, you Is it that or no mo? That's just on the movies. It's two p.m. It's three p.m. It's one p.m. Just like any other job. Um, what, what, the most of the sex workers you know, what is life like as a mom and mm-hmm. as a sex worker, and how do they? And are they open with their children? Children are they? Are the children aware? Um, not at a young age. Not a young. But when the kids get older, they usually what does that tell mean? their kids. So, what does that mean? Uh, 15, 16. So when it's when the kid is young, they usually um, are not out to the child. So they find a way to say, "Oh, I'm working now." you know, as fast food crew or whatever. Um, it is a difficult relationship with their family. So they're they're always in fear of being outed. Um, But a lot of that is because we have stigmatized their work, partly. Um, Actually, have a lot of conversations. Do you want to get to a place, Charms, where where a mom can can proudly say, tell their seven year old daughter that, hey, you know, I'm a sex worker and I'm actually going to, I'm, you know, I'm doing, I have a long day today. I got some overtime. Uh, it'll be a 12 hour day for me. So you're not going to see me. Do you want that part where everybody's going to so, be comfortable with that conversation? I mean, to the extent 
extent that you're able to disclose things about your work to kids in very broad terms, potentially. Like, I don't think your corrupt banker necessarily discloses everything that they do to their children, right? Well, like, we're, we're, yeah. we're, not, we're not assuming that a sex worker is in the same... No, uh, no, no, I know, I know. But I mean, the corrupt yeah. Bank. The corrupt bank is a bad Exactly. That's kind of what I want to highlight. Yeah, so it's yeah. sad that kids are going to get bullied if their moms are sex workers, but they don't get bullied when they have parents who do far worse things to the world. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. That's not the sex worker's fault. That is the fault of stigma, right? And what, what is our obligation as allies and as progressives? It's not to perpetuate that stigma. It's to point it out and say that's a problem. So that's one. In terms of sex work and motherhood, that's a very a very interesting conversation because a lot of times the popular narrative is sex workers are bad mothers, right? They're like, you're a bad mom. What are you doing for your kids? So I asked them about this and they're like, well, I mean, if I can't feed my child, I'm also a bad mother. So I can't win either way, right? So that's one. But two, actually, some sex workers do see engagement in sex work as you know, it's a practice of care. They're like, this is how I can fulfill my role as a mother to my child. Like, why would I be ashamed of this? I'm not stealing money. I'm not raping anyone. My work is clean. I work hard. And I'm like, we need to listen. We need to listen to how they describe their work instead of projecting, you know, what we think about it. Obviously, everything I'm saying, there's one more caveat, one more disclaimer, which is obviously I support economic redistribution and poverty alleviation, right? In my ideal world, only those who really want to go into sex work will go yes. into it. I'm not happy with this world either. I'm not, right? But, you know, until we get to that point, I do not want to tell, to narrow even, to narrow the, the already narrow options that people have. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Okay, guys, I'm going to shut up now. You, take over. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, clearly. I mean, As a country, we're so backwards, right? Yeah. And like all the things that you're saying, na yun nga na umabot tayo sa point na sex workers aren't just there because they have no other choice. But how is that even possible? Yeah, are you like ours? Don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I'll give you a parallel example to, to kind of help illustrate the difficulty here, right? Uh, I work both with sex workers and migrant domestic workers. Very quickly, let's track the journey of a migrant domestic worker, right? You leave the country, ang laki ng bayad mo sa placement at recruitment fees. Ang taas na niyan. Pagdating na place ka overseas, uh, first three months mo nagbabayad ka ng utang. Tapos, you don't speak the language, dependent ka sa employer mo. And you're not treated as a citizen there. You don't have the same rights as your employer, di ba? So you're vulnerable to all these kinds of abuses. Pero, Paminsan ayaw mong mag-report kasi madedeport ka. Edi back to start, square one na naman tapos ang laki ng utang mo. And you're away from your family. You're missing your kids' milestones, their graduation, important events in their lives. Mm-hmm. Some of the sex workers I've spoken to used to be migrant domestic workers. At ang sabi nila, bakit, why are you making us scrub toilets instead? Why are you making us care for other families' children and leave our children alone? This is why we pick sex work because it allows us to be better mothers. Mm-hmm. And you know, we might disagree with that, but I am not going to be that arrogant feminist who tells them, no, actually you're wrong. No, just go to Dubai instead. Like, that's what I mean, right? Now, do I think it will get better? I don't know. But our job as people who have more privilege is to try to keep making it better. But while we're not there, I think we should not make it worse by, you know, by narrowing their options or by making it hard for them to choose. And I'm using choose in obviously a very 
complicated way i understand but i mean in the same way for domestic work right i don't think anyone that's not someone's dream job either um but here we are and domestic work is very gendered by the way sorry mo i just remembered like this this these were the images that were haunting me which is why i did this dissertation right like your domestic domestic work is also very gendered work it's care work it's a uh, work that you assume is women's work it's undervalued we don't think of it as professional we don't we barely protect it actually and we super super underpay domestic workers most of our domestic workers are women somehow we are okay with perpetuating the idea that women's care labor is cheap and not okay you know but we still kind of pay for that. But somehow with sex work, because it involves sex, we get quite iffy right away. In some ways, I might argue that sex work might be even more transgressive because, you know, it's women occupying the public space, paying for sex, uh, charging for sex. You know, I, I wouldn't conclude immediately that it is immediately disempowering, but I see where you're coming from. I'm also not going to pretend that it is empowering. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, let's take a break. Yes, because yes. uh, that was that was a that was a good thirty minutes. Thanks, Sharmila. That's great. And, but you know, let's Amazing. continue the conversation when we return. Um, again, uh, on the show today, PhD in gender studies from the University of Cambridge. Very impressive. Uh, PhD research on anti-trafficking and sex work in the Philippines. We have don't call her doctor Sharmila Permanent <laughs> uh, on the show. We'll be back after this. Don't go away. Welcome back to the show. It's 8.37 here on this Thursday morning. Susie, announcement. Fire away. Oh, before we before I get to it, I just want to encourage people. We we are already seeing like a couple of questions on Facebook. If you have anything to ask Charms, please do ask away. It's facebook.com slash magic eight nine nine. on the show, of course, uh Sharmila Parmananda. Sharmila, what's the background here? Uh you grew up in the Philippines. Uh, obviously oh, yeah. speak, you know we can hear you. Oh, wow. You know, every now and then yes. speak uh, you'll throw in a Zambongenia. Oh, I was born in Zambu. I lived my first 16 years there. Oh, and I understand Chapacano. Yeah, I was going to say that was my next question. That's awesome. Um, And then at 16, moved to what, England for school? No, 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 Manila for university. And I lived in the Philippines for most of my life. Now I'm in the UK for the PhD. But I've mostly lived in the Philippines, yeah. Where'd you go to school in Manila? Ateneo. Oh, lovely. Oh, wow. Tori just got accepted to Ateneo Law School uh, the other day, so he's been really oh, kind of well uh, pumped up here. Uh, this <laughs> yes, congratulations to you. Thank you, thank you. Good stuff. Uh, okay, so who wants to fire the next question for Charms here? Okay, let me read um, a question from Facebook. This one's from Julius. Bali, parang self-employed sila. I guess he's asking, like, is this the goal? Tinatax din ba yun sa mga lugar na legal? Yeah, yeah. There are many ways. Maraming model. So kung, for me, dapat pwede silang humili. Just like any any worker, right? Kung gusto nilang maging self-employed, freelancer, mm-hmm. okay lang. If gusto nila to be based in a uh, in a brothel or in a bar, okay lang din. And yeah, this would mean paying taxes. Siyempre, fair. But that would also mean, therefore, getting protection, right? That you don't catch their clients, for example. Yeah. yeah. How do we... Gotcha. You know, guys are so bad. No, <laughs> we're a really bad. We're a bad species. We really are, right? Um, how do we? How do you minimize the amount of excessive? Like, like, how do you draw a line with what's acceptable when you're actually now paying for sex in terms of the way you behave? Uh, some guys are about rather aggressive, outright violent. Um, 
what's what's the plan here on limiting the amount of violence that a sex worker will have to go through yeah. the risk that they will put themselves in when you're in an enclosed room with somebody yeah. with no clothing and obviously that's, that can get really really nasty yes. very quickly so, this, so, is, this is a very good question actually yeah. um, and it's a fair question so i think of it as like any other contract right but i understand the vulnerabilities that you've identified so i do think sex workers need uh the, the type of structural protections that other workers need right ideally you are working with oversight right you are working preferably uh, with another group of people or with with systems of screening your clients and systems of reporting. Mm. So in areas where it's decriminalized, sex workers are able to give each other references. So for example, someone was my client and then he need he's trying to contract the services of another sex worker. Kailangan niya ng references from the previous sex workers. Yes, no, yes, no. Ganon. Or, you know, the client's submit their information so you have access to that information in case something bad happens or let's say you're working as a freelance pero dalawa kayo in the flat so you see your client in the second floor in one room your friend is in the other room if something happens there's always someone the problem pag di yung partial criminalization <laughs> si friend eh si friend tatawagin siya bukaw at makukulong rin si friend but that's bad because that makes it more unsafe mas mabuti na nandun si friend di ba so there are many, there are ways to stay safe. We should not make it harder for them to stay safe. The problem is some of the ways to stay safe are made harder, like their bank accounts are being frozen. So they have to carry cash and robbers know that they carry cash. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we should make it safer, <laughs> but there are ways to make it safer. I think this is a good question here by Waji from Facebook also. Is there like a model that exists already or a country or a place that has, you know, your like, like close to your ideal situation or merong stigma or loss towards like sex work? Thank you. Thank you yeah. to this Anyone's person. Been to like the Amsterdam, is that like the gold standard or it's not? Oh. There is another place. That is New Zealand, exactly. friends. New Zealand. Mm. New Zealand ah. has gotten this right. Yes. Okay. The only big, the biggest problem I have with the other place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a surprise there, no? <laughs> they don't exist in this in this area. Anyway, they're not perfect, but they're at the closest to the model. I, I mean, please, please read up on New Zealand, but I would say New Zealand, yeah. So Is there, the, can you give us? A, yeah, can you give us a reason why? I mean, yeah. Okay. Okay. Very generic. So, so yeah, the New Zealand's prostitutes collective. By the way, we have sex worker orgs in the Philippines. Hindi lang sila pinapakinggan, right? So the New Zealand sex workers collective like has really like managed to mobilize around sex work as a labor issue and gotten like protections from the government tax deductible yung mga work equipment nila, okay, friends. And they actually surprisingly have a reasonably decent working relationship with the police. Normally, sex workers have very difficult relationship with the police. Fair enough. Pero in New Zealand, if a client doesn't pay, pupunta sila sa police, police yung sisingil, de ba? Because wow. that, because of those institutionalized like working together type things. So again, this is not perfect, but um, yeah. So these are some features of that. Health protection is mandated. They have they can advocate for themselves politically. Kasi syempre, when I say Legal, uh, decriminalized sex work. I also don't want to empower the owners of bars and brothels. Capitalista pa rin sila. <laughs> so, syempre, yeah. ang gusto kong i-empower si sex worker, hindi, hindi sila. But, no, so just like any job. So, that's what yeah. New Zealand does. Are, are we are we really bad uh, in, in terms of yeah. this is how other countries handle sex work, uh, Philippines? Uh, as, as usual, 
bottom we, or yeah, mga bottom actually, 5% ba tayo in the One world? thing I'll say to you is in terms of the, the the laws a lot of countries are in the same boat. What we are doing really really poorly is at no point whatsoever have we involved sex workers in policy making conversations about things directly related to them. As in I'm sorry to say this but a lot of feminist advocacy in the Philippines has been really unfair to sex workers. Hindi man lang sila welcome. So ang sinasabi sa kanila, oh, you're too damaged. You're too traumatized. You don't know what is in your best interest. Hindi na kayo nag-iisip ng matino. Therefore, we're not going to consider what you have to say. Or, you're too privileged. I mean, so there are always ways to shut out sex workers from the conversation. That's where we are especially bad. Because sex worker movements are better developed in other countries, even in Malaysia, even in Singh, in India, in South Africa, in Thailand, they have an excellent sex worker rights organization, Empower, look them up. Pero tayo, we have done a good job of really excluding the sex workers, which is a big problem for me. Why is it? And um, and a lot of this stuff, listen, I've never done the, uh, the prostitute thing in my life. In fact, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm really, really against um, it for the reasons I stated earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm, but it, maybe it takes a conversation with someone like you uh, to help soften my stance. Uh, I don't think I'm going to turn around anytime soon about it, but I'll, let, let, let's say soften, right? And then we can, I think we can live in that space where uh, we can have contrasting opinions now. But so, so anyway, having said that, a lot of the stuff that I see, it's really based on the movies, right, Charmila? So yes. Fantasy, yes. Right? It's not real, right? So you, you're, you've, you've interviewed them. You've been, I've had, we've had prostitutes, uh, both male and uh, female on, on my podcast rather regularly as callers talking about their kind of issues and, and struggles and whatnot. But obviously, I, it's just, this is not part of my, my dissertation or my, my even yeah. like what I would do on, on any other day. So my exposure to the lifestyle is prostitute is also very in with drugs and just kind of, um, it comes to the trade. (laughs) Yeah. They're, they're, they're cousins, they're first cousins, drugs and violence and, uh, other crimes that are kind of associated with it. Maybe even mental instability and, and all of that. Um, is, is, is that real or is that just in the movies? Um, it, uh, it is a caricature, you know, okay. like yeah. there is a, yeah, there is a tendency to overplay the mental health issues for sex workers, um, which is not like actually rigorous and honest. It's not an honest conversation. It's being done on purpose to discredit them. Right. Um, at the same time, you know, trans individuals, trans trans individuals are disproportionately represented in sex work. Um, and you ask why? And because they're discriminated against everywhere else. Pinapalaya sila ng pamilya nila. Uh, hindi sila hire in other jobs. Where will they go? Right? So it's not a question of mentally ill people cannot consent, they go into sex work. It's a question of they're discriminating. Um, if you are suffering from a family that abuses you and all of these things and job discrimination, this is one place you can go, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I, that, I guess I just want to make very, very clear because the danger here is it invalidates their consent. That's how it's always been used against them. And I want to be very clear that that should not, should not be the case. I, to be honest, I don't want to comment on, on sex work and drug use. So with, I don't, that link, again, is being weaponized. I, that is a complicated conversation. The reason I don't want to talk about that is I don't want to turn them into targets, yeah. given what's happening in our country. 
True. Yeah. 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 And, and 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 I mean, again, I, my my um, yeah. My my question comes from really movies, right? I mean, it's just no, no. But like, you're yeah, right. You're absolutely media right. Media plays that like yeah. frequently. Sobra. It's, yeah. it's not always. <laughs> Hi, nako. You know, there. I am in the process of writing a guide on how to cover sex work responsibly because media has big part of this like perpetuation of stigmatized stigmatizing images against sex workers. Um, so yes, you're right. Although you know, Mamu was a great film. Mamu, yes. I was going to insert Mamu. It's showing again for this Mother's Day season on YouTube. You, if you have the chance to watch Mamu, yeah. it's a really so good film. We know it as the steak place. <laughs> no, Mamu is a. Uh, um, you, do you know Iyamina, the impersonator of Ia Villania? No. Um, she is uh, the first ever trans woman who has won in. Uh, sorry, Gawad Urian here in the Philippines so for best so, actress. Yeah. yeah, so it's the first trans best actress here in the in the Philippines. Yes, so it's a good film by director Rod Singh. Yes, I shall look this up. So okay. you don't want to associate, say, was it drug use or or drug abuse with with prostitution? What about maybe somebody who uses the argument? Well, then what's the difference between uh, some? Whether again, f- let's just say females here, because obviously you know this is yeah. a predominantly female uh, or say feminist conversation that we we had. Um, what about a female, you know, drug dealer or somebody else using a different um, medium to support their family, to support their life that is criminal as well? Um, are you like where are you in terms of? I'm just here yeah, yeah. to make a living as much as I can because. Life is taking yeah, yeah. You know, right. to be honest, um, it's it's almost deadly to say this now, but I'm gonna say it. I do think we should decriminalize drugs. Okay. So all, that is all. my position here too. Yes. Yeah. But I I'm agree. so I'm so sad that the space for conversation in the Philippines has shrunk so much that our only conversation now is should we jail them or should we kill them with no trial? What right, right. space to talk about public health and everything else? It's just thank you, Duterte. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, said, I love that you're from Mindanao and you feel so strongly uh, against them. Good for you. Yeah, that's all Good that for you me. indeed. So kind of uh, a unique or rare thing. But you guys down there tend to really look at him as a superhero. It's not um, as hom- it's not as big. It's not as homogenous a block as people think. Illusion lang yan. The Mindanao thing is an illusion. Anyway. Huh. All right. Mm. Um. Anyway, sorry. Next question, uh, Dora. I know you, you you sent me a list of questions no. that you. Uh, I want to make sure you get some of the ones you you wanted. You to know what, what's important for me, Lansigoro, to like also, uh, uh, not end like to encompass everything. What are the things we absolutely should do to help? Um, like the basics, for someone who's not so um knowledgeable about the topic or hindi naman talaga alam yung nitty-gritty. What's like what's not to do and what should we do to help our sex workers okay so very basic thing in personal life don't slut shame like don't perpetuate that stigma that's one two um i think for all workers be, um economic redistribution so the ayuda uh, social protection uh, basic standard of healthcare, education housing if we want sex workers to not be forced into it then we need to make sure that there's a minimum standard of living that's provided right Mm-hmm. So, um, and also not just for them, but also their kids, because that's a big motivation. So all those things are constant, regardless of what your position is, right? Um, I would say, 
try to learn from sex workers too. Uh, listen to se- treat sex workers as authorities on their own lives rather than, you know, listening to others. So my research is driven completely by sex worker interviews. Um, so that the third thing, the fourth thing is, so they have a saying, they say rights, not rescue. Because in a world where we see them as victims, we tend to rescue them. And a lot of these rescues heavily involve the police. I am not sure why anyone else still trusts a model that has the police as the front and center. So regardless of our views on the morality of it, right, and the norm setting part, I get I get where Mo is coming from here. I get it. The, the argument for me that that, that breaks this deadlock talaga is, so ano in a rescue natin? How will rescues work? It's the police who are at the front lines of these rescues. Danger na yan. But second, anong gagawin natin? Ilalagay natin sa rehab centers, which is what's happening now, right? Tapos sasabihin natin, oh, matuto na lang kayong maging mananahi or whatever, mag-bake or maging hairdresser. And they say, we'd rather begin na kami ng rights rather than rescue. So consider that. Well, I'm not saying change your mind now, but consider that the sex worker community is asking for that, right? Not Not to be rescued, but to be given rights. Um, so that's the thing to think about. How'd you get in? How'd you get interested in all this, Charms? Like, well, what, what, I, what I used to have your of, position, friend. I used what, to be an anti. Yeah, I used right. to be an anti-trafficking. I used <laughs> to have exactly your position, and then I changed my mind because um, I was giving a lecture, and then the other panelist was a sex worker, and so I was talking about how you know we're doing everything to help and protect them by punishing the perpetrators. And she stood up. She refused to shake my hand. She glared at me, and I was like, "I'm trying to help you." And then she goes. Sana, before you talk about us, you talk to us. Uh, nothing about us without us, right? And I was like, me? After that, <laughs> I was just like, you're correct. I got told. Oh. I got told that she's right. And then all these women that we've been rescuing are angry at us because they're like, you've just disrupted our livelihood for what? My family now has no money. And I'm like, actually, medyo oo nga. Baka our ideas of care are actually forms of control. So that that was the motivation. I used to start from that position. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying that you're not as effective as the person you, you that, that changed you, but <laughs> I, completely, I completely get what you're saying. It's not that it's foreign to me. It's just I can't seem to. Uh, and no, I, I just don't, I just think you and I are having two different conversations, Charms. I think you. Um. In, in a very, very positive way, are looking out for them. And I, my point is, men are shit. Men are evil. And, yeah. and anything to make them more shit, I don't want to be a... I don't want both to. looking out for them. Actually. Right. In yeah. just, and two yeah. different, yeah. In different right. ways. But I'm not looking out for their children. I'm not looking out for their insurance. I'm not for their health care. I'm not looking out for that. I'm looking at how can I not have more digongs in, this, in my world mm. that I live in. Yeah. You know? And that's 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 what I'm looking at. So I think you and I are having a, a very different conversation about the same thing, mm. if that even makes Essentially, sense. yeah, yeah, at all, right? And, and 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 that's good. That's good that there are yous out there because you're caring about the individual that's in the trenches, right? You're there for them. I'm just trying to tell men to just stop that. <laughs> Come on. Stop being evil. <laughs> but but see the problem is my my take on it affects their bottom line. And yeah. that's where yes. you and I are, are at our yeah. uh, at our difference. And their safety. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and and I get it. Listen, I I know it's going to be around forever, and it's been around forever. Just like again, I know, well, this I know profession, use, right? Yeah, I, I, I know you don't want to use drugs, but drug, no matter what you do, it'll it'll be there forever. This could we, we can we can look for a bunch of things. The black market for everything will be there forever. Okay, yes. for anything, right? For PPE, for this, this <laughs> vaccines, right? apparently. Yeah, vaccines, absolutely, right? There's going to be that anywhere somebody can make uh, a ton of money from it, they're going to do it. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I'm, sometimes I'm, and trust me, I'm not sitting here like a saint either, right? I'm uh, a, a big chunk of my adult life was spent uh, kind of just, well, without minus the prostitution, because I, I didn't, yeah. you know, I don't engage, but, you know, <laughs> being a pig too. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and, and that's why I can say we're such a bad species because like I can look in the mirror and say, oh, man, boys are bad, dude. Um, so anyway, whatever. Do we have another yeah. break? Do we need another break or or what? Just so we can wrap we're it done. up. We're, are we done with break? Maybe break uh, producer Alvin, are we done with breaks? Yes or no? Or where, where are we at? Sorry, I completely lost count. We've done two. We've done, so we're, we're done? We're good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But how about just as a, a parting shot before we go? Like, for people like like me, nah. So I only saw the phrase, the line, "sex work is work," like in the last year or two. And to be, uh, ba? To be part of the cause, to be an ally. I said, okay, even if I don't completely understand it, sige, I'll I'll rally behind it as well. How can you make me completely understand it? If that makes sense, because I want to. Yeah, to be honest, I won't. I will try my best, right? But I really do think the the better people to do this would be sex workers themselves. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't want to speak to them to that extent. And there's so much material out there. Like sex work Twitter is really active and really yeah. vibrant. <laughs> That's where I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there are videos of sex workers speaking. I'm about to. So the now open podcast Delilah was on it as well. Um, that. Um, uh, was being referred to and also we're about to release another interview for my current job with filipino sex workers I'll, I'll flag that to you but listen to sex workers so because they can't organize because they are criminalized right mm-hmm. so they cannot even legally register as an organization they cannot fundraise they cannot have a bank account they cannot have an office so all the views we've heard are from organizations that are more well-funded and more professional we've never heard them in an organized way so let's try to seek that out without overburdening them with emotional labor and for them to explain but there is stuff out there okay yeah. sex with yeah. there is yeah rich yeah <laughs> you know I, international no uh, dora you were on the pod you're on my podcast uh some months ago when we had the the guy who who called yeah. in and he's just you know he decided to quit his managerial job and um become a sex worker and he, he was um was he trans? Uh, no, he wasn't trans. He was. Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't trans, right? No, he he was. Then he was. He's married to a trans, uh, yeah, uh, woman. Yes, 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 yes. But then, anyway, and and man, it it it, it painted a very sad picture. Now he wasn't yeah. in the Philippines, so he was in the U.S. It 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 painted such a bad picture. Um, and again, like I said, I've talked to quite a few of them, nowhere near to your extent, obviously. But um, there was always there was always a dark side to it. Story behind it, yeah. um, I would love to talk to a sex worker who doesn't have to have, who didn't have that dark side. You know, one that truly 
loves their job and is quote unquote okay, right? Uh, it might that also might help change kind of my mentality mm-hmm. regarding it and stuff. So, mm-hmm. charms, you're the best, dude. Appreciate it. Uh, you're great. Thank you, Charm. Thank you. What a wonderful conversation. Um, people on Facebook, uh, they're super appreciative of everything you've shared, and they're saying that it was an eye opener. And yes, yes. it was. It, it, okay. it was. All right. Thank, Thank you, you, everyone. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> what an irony, right? Like, I like I that. that. I'm, I'm stealing this. I'm stealing this line. <laughs> I mean, are you? Uh, see, see, uh, Jose here. See, Dora is. Are, are you? You're atheist, Dora? Yes. No, no, I'm not. Atheist. I I know there's a higher power. I just don't know. I just don't believe in organized religion. Yeah. Yeah, are, are, are you do you are you do you follow an organized religion charms or unless that's super personal and you don't want to answer that but no i do not i do not yeah. absolutely do not yeah <laughs> I, w- I wonder if like there would be somebody because you know the catholics uh, philippines again not me but uh, Catholic, yeah. you know, family. i wonder if there's if maybe it would be effective if there was like a practicing catholic who who completely believed in all of the aspects of of say sex work that you believed in my Wait. My Help. sex worker, the sex workers I interviewed are all practicing Catholic. Yeah, that's awesome. That's but yeah. see, they're not being listened to though. You know what I mean? But I'm saying like, yeah. what if there's somebody out there that just I don't know, maybe used to that angle. I know in the Philippines we tend yeah. to believe that nonsense. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know, right? <laughs> Susie, anything else? I'm okay. I'm good. I'm just I'm. I overflowing with. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Info. You're amazing, I, I, Charms. I, I, you are. Maybe, yeah, Thank maybe you. I can get you. I can get you on my podcast. So we can talk a little bit more about it, and maybe take calls because it's really it's a call-in sure. show. And yeah. I'll I'll wait for I'll wait for that. People who are interested in talking about sex, we get a lot of that. So um, I'll definitely maybe cook up an episode, and I'll get your contact from from uh, Dora here, and we can pull that off. But in the meantime, have a great great rest of your week, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thank um, you so much, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Good night. On, uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great uh, week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.